welcome, I want to say welcome to uh, Radio NTV Entertainment, AMFM podcast show with uh, my amazing celebrity co-host, motivational comedian, Miss Woody. And then we have in, in, uh, right now on the podcast show, uh, Mr. Sujiwa and Mr. Art uh, from where we're Yeah, Sujiwa Ekanayaka and Art Shri and Tawari. Welcome. That's a tongue twister for you guys, if you can say it. Sujiwa. I, 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 I love that name. Uh, Sujiwa. It's very, it's very unique. Names, yeah. Very artistic. Yeah, I'm the director of uh, Werewolf Ninja Philosopher and Archery and Warrior is the lead actor. Oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, um, I really love the way the film is shot. It's very it's very classic. Um, the way you um, have... Black and white. Black and white classic. And, uh, yeah, slow. And very... Just, it's, but it's full of life. And I love the concept. I don't think there's any concept out there like that for a film. Uh, or hey, thanks a lot. We try to do something original here in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You're you're ahead of hey, you're ahead of us down south. <laughs> there we go. You know. Uh, so, so cutting edge cinema, uh, harking back to the old timey days. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. That's interesting. Have you entered it into uh, some film festivals? No, I showed it for a week in Harlem, for a week in Manhattan, for a week in uh, in Chicago, and now we're looking at other places to show it, and some film festivals are interested, but a uh, typical route is film festival, then theatrical, then home video. We just start, started with the theatrical as soon as the film got done. This okay, well, look, look into... Look into um, bringing it to the Midwest. Here in St. Louis, there's the uh, theater called the Trivia uh, Trivia. Wow, we say the name wrong. Uh, Tivoli. Tivoli. There you go. <laughs> Tivoli, and uh, they have a lot of independent uh, films shown there. Oh, great! I'll submit it to them. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get to that point with my own. Uh, film that I'm writing. I'm still in rough draft. It took a lot of years to get something done. My I friend. know. It took me like seven years to make. Wow. Yeah, it took it took me that long to get my documentary done. Um, but that was just uh, me trying to save the money, raise the money through Kickstarters and all of that. Then I just happened upon some people who has end up helping me get my documentary done in audio and in short film. Uh, it's titled The Day I Almost Went Postal, but I have it on YouTube, you know, so it's, it's a title that's funny, but, you know, more uh, informative, uh, dealing with bullying in the workplace. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, it, it, it'll give you some, some mood moments and make you uh, think when it comes to you know, dealing with violence in, in the workplace and, and, you know, the need to take charge before something, the werewolf movie turned out to be a lot uh, bigger deal than expected because Art did such a great job in acting, so he's getting a lot of recognition for that. Oh, he did. I, I, loved, I loved the, you know, the way uh, Art Carried uh, carried along in, in, in the role of, of the werewolf, the ninja werewolf, because you're a ninja. You have a um, kind of like a, you're you're a werewolf, but you have 
uh, the ability to do martial arts, and, and you're an investigator, is that right? Uh, within this film. Art, you there? Yep. Art. <laughs> yep, that's, that's, that's the idea, yes. Uh, that's, uh, I play a werewolf who's trained as a ninja uh, and he's also a philosopher and uh, philosophy is a big part of his life. So those are three important co- components which makes a werewolf ninja philosopher and then uh, he works as a private detective in New York City uh, helping uh, you know, NYPD with the crimes that they cannot solve because his method or unique I was getting uh, I was getting lost into the character. I was really in, in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Art, art can go on for hours on about the character. So can I about the movie. So <laughs> we'll we'll try to keep our answers short. You know. It's all right, Art. I'm okay. the same way. You know, uh, <laughs> You, I mean, you're you're very passionate. That's, cool, that's why cool. you went into film and, um, you know, about the film. And I, I love the, I just really love the concept. It's classic. It's black and white. You have, um, um, and and I, I just, you just can't help to think through the process with this film, because I see that, um, you know, NYPD uh, asks calls for a werewolf that is trained in, in martial arts and is a philosopher. So. Um, I love the concept. I haven't seen that yet in in, in, uh, in film or or uh, in, in uh, daytime television yet. That's yet to happen. Yeah, no, until now. no. Uh, film or TV haven't done it. Uh, we're the first ones to do it. No. How did you come up with that concept? I mean, for this film. Um, so uh, from the previous projects, uh, there was a ninja in one of my movies called uh, Date Number One, and uh, and. Uh, I worked on a movie called Space Rabbit, and uh, one of the puppet, it was a puppet sci-fi movie, reminded me of a werewolf, and uh, philosopher, oh yeah, uh, Breaker Weekend, an earlier movie I made, had a uh, werewolf, uh, I mean, a private detective who's a, uh, who's a philosopher, and uh, Art came up, and Art and I came up with the way that, that the character should be played, which Art can speak to, uh, Absolutely, absolutely. How did you that come is, into that? That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I, I love the concept because, you know, um, it, it, but then it really makes a lot of sense um, because now you're incorporating um, some, uh, you know, a creature that has a third instinct, a, a fourth instinct, sort of like a second yeah. sense. You know, not only is he, you know, trained and crafted into the martial arts world, but he's a werewolf. And, and, and when you think of that, you know, he has something, uh, abilities that, you know, humans don't, in a sense. Right. You know, he's able... Yeah, we don't want to give too much away towards the end. <laughs> Some of his abilities help, help solve the crime. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to... They're going to they're gonna have to definitely see this film because, um, you know, just by breathing into the concept, you know, um, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have a way with the ladies in this film. Um, art, art character definitely, uh, the werewolf definitely, uh, definitely does. Art, what did you think about the character when you first uh, read, about, read the script? Oh, 
absolutely. Hey, Ice King Man, Sajira? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, what did you think about the character when you when you first read the script? I mean, it was, uh, as I said earlier, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it's a great um, combination. And, um, um, you know, it, it, he does has his way with the ladies, but, you know, then you have yeah, so many skills, all, all clubbed in one, uh, right? And you're, you're so talented. You, you'll find uh, some woman attracted towards you. So I think that that's what happens in the course of the film as well. Uh, but as I said, more, I mean, his big focus is on philosophy, and you know he, he's really passionate about that. He's really passionate about things, and I felt the same way after uh, when you brought the character. And it was, it's amazing. So I, I'm yeah, art really brought it to life that, in a way that I had not uh, predicted. I thought it would be anyone could have done a nice low-key job with it, but. Yeah, he created a character that was uh, sort of magnetic and interesting to watch. Yes. So that's why I kept in all the shots of him walking around the city. Now, is this uh, is this your first film working together, or you? Yeah, first working together. Okay, so I, I, I guess you will uh, be looking to work together on some more projects. Yeah, definitely on the Orwell Two and possibly other projects. Uh, after that, uh, I'm getting ready to shoot a small movie, uh, another feature, but two-character piece called Slow Romance. About two people meeting up in New York in the fall, and uh, same universe as the werewolf, but the werewolf won't appear in it because it's more of a romantic comedy. Then, hopefully, late in the fall, we'll shoot Werewolf Two with Art in the lead. Okay. Now, now, when 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 it comes to getting funding to uh, to put the whole production together and pay other actors and things of that nature. What do you? How do you go about getting funding for uh, your film? Keep it as, as inexpensive as possible. Use crowdfunding. Use one's own money from day jobs. Uh, get help from friends. Uh, but I try to keep the cost as low as possible. So thanks to digital video. And, uh, and a lot of the talented actors here in New York also have day jobs if they're, if they're not doing, uh, you know, acting full-time. So it's possible to work something out uh, to get actors into a movie without having to pay a tremendous amount of money. And if you're just starting out and if you haven't had a commercial success, you can do that until you get to a point where one of your movies makes a significant amount of money then you would have to pay people a lot of money and uh, it would be a different type of a project. Well, I, I agree with you on that one because we searched high and low for actors when it came to finishing up my documentary and we ended up using my, my children. <laughs> my children. Where, where, and did a really good job. You're St. Louis based? Yes, I'm in St. Louis, but I but I know I know I'm going to be looking for a lot of comedians to be in the uh, movie that I'm writing called Certified Crazy. It's, it's a comedy about poster workers, so um, I know I'm know I'm going to need a nice little budget for that. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm lucky. I live in I live and work in New York. I mean, I kind of chose New York for that reason because there's a lot of uh, talented actors here thousands of them. I put out an ad for actors and, uh, and over a thousand have applied so far and uh, for the next project. And uh, so I haven't, I wouldn't have met Art had we, if this project was not taking place in New York. Wow. 
over a thousand. Um, you know, uh, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. I mean, we really saw that your film was going to be a very credible film, a very classically well, uh, well filmed, and so forth. So, I mean, how 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 were you able to think of the budget for your film for filming this project? Well, I mean, uh, I think unlike in the '90s when you needed. 20,000, 40,000, 100,000 to make a movie. Now, if you know how to shoot a movie on a camcorder or a DSLR camera, a lot of your essential stuff is taken care of. You know, you are able to capture the image. Then it's a matter of working out when can you shoot with the actors, maybe on the weekends and evenings or on days off. So, uh, yeah, so I don't typically go with, you know, uh, get the budget first, and then start making the movie. I, you know, get my collaborators together, and then we figure out when we can make it based on, you know, other financial commitments, and then we go ahead and make it. Um, all right, that was the case, right? We shot when you were free. Right. I mean, uh, you know, it was a long process. It took uh, a while, but um, that's that's the thing, right? With a small uh, project, small budget project like this, you know, you work with the actors and availability. One thing I would say is that, you know, actors, uh, especially in a place like New York, uh, are easy to find, but in general, actors are comparatively the easy part. Uh, you know, getting everything else together always tends to be harder. Um, and we did make a decision to work together and we were both flexible in terms of making the schedule work, and that's where the relationship matters. So you want to make sure you build a relationship with your crew, with your team, and especially, you know, the important people like the lead actors and the directors and uh, stuff, that really helps. I think that plays an important role, right, Sajiva? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, if you don't have a big budget, like over 10000 uh, over 100000 whatever, be, uh, be super flexible and keep it as small as possible. I mean, small crew, small cast, and pick people who are really into the project and that they'll make time when they can for the project. The other option is to have millions of dollars and buy everyone time and commitment out, and then you can make the movie, you know, however you want, which is how Hollywood does it. So, on the, in the end, if you're making something that is possibly not very commercial, who knows, right? Uh, no, no one has any idea. And uh, But to keep it simple, keep it small, and work with people who really want to work on the project. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, even even you know, right now. I mean, I'm working on my film called you know, Monza for Somali Journey to Mecca, and you know, it's it is a process <laughs> you know, that one goes through. It, depending on which end of the spectrum uh, the film may the film uh, or you know filming may fall, um, you know, on the end of um, being an indie uh, an indie filmmaker um, to you know to whatever to the Hollywood scale. You know, it's, it's, it's a very wide spectrum and uh, it, it takes time. It takes time to, to develop something that you are passionate about. Yeah, I think I could uh, tell you something about, about that. I think he's working on some Hollywood-type projects, right, Art? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, working on a couple and one's uh, taking a really good shape. We just uh, sold uh, the screenplay to a uh, studio. Uh, so that's, that's exciting, but as um, Sajiva mentioned, right, the moment you enter uh, the 
video system they went on independent what they call low budget and you know anything is low budget now 5 million 10 million dollars is low budget for three of them themselves wow it's, it's completely different yeah it's completely different game because you know you, you have no control over the process uh, there are things that have to be certain way including the you know the screenplay format uh, to start with the basics and then everything else right you start working with unions and you have to have certain uh, requirements that you have to meet so things are completely completely different uh, when you're working in that structure uh, in the commercial business and independent so um, and, uh, and then the funding is a completely different process right you have to approach studios and big financers and stuff to you know, target a million dollars so uh, much more harder it took us three years to get us uh, to this uh, selling point and we don't know how long further uh, the production company to make themselves um, Yes, uh, I mean, that's a fantastic system. I love it. I, I'm happy to be part of it. But this is great as well as Jiva does. It's right, you know, just passionate, find the right people and just make it happen. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, so w- w- during the process of, of, of you know, uh, conducting your film, um, Werewolf, you know, Werewolf and Ninja uh, Philosopher, um, how, how were you uh, able to find... Uh, and connect with the right particular actors for your film. Um, I just used the backstage.com uh, primarily, and uh, I think that's the national, I think that site is national, so I think you, anywhere, any filmmaker can use backstage.com to figure out get actors from their own city or from other parts of the country, maybe even the world. But Art, I met through a friend on Facebook and we met up for an interview. I usually cast uh, based on, obviously they have to have experience in the field, but usually I sit down with them for an hour or two and, and we talk and I figure out that I can work with them. And usually that process works. A long interview usually helps me figure out whether, you know, I can get along with that person and if they sort of have the background to understand what I'm trying to do with a given project. So, yeah, um, backstage and uh, social media and uh, long interview uh, with art. Uh, every other actor also I, I interviewed, and uh, all, almost all of them worked out. Wow, awesome. Um... Um, I mean, I love the uh, the due process. I mean, that, that's a that means that you're, you, I mean, you really uh, took time to really find and connect with the actors um, before you know. Yeah, the, the typical, yeah, the traditional auditions where people come in, read something for five minutes or ten minutes or two minutes, whatever, and leave. I think is uh, good for like you have ten possible great candidates and you need to. I mean, I don't know how good that system is. It's okay for finding some people, but I think ultimately you need to uh, hang out with the people, talk to them for a long time, or do some exercises, do some do some uh, practice shoots with them. Then you can figure out how well it's going to work out. I mean, uh, much of filmmaking is about proper communication, and uh, you know you need to find find project partners who you can talk to clearly and get along with. Yeah. Well, how do how do you deal with a with a uh, problem actor? <laughs> Good question. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't really had any. Well, if you do your selection process properly, you won't really have any problem actors. I mean, you can always uh, take them aside and talk to them and say, "This is, you know, these certain things are not happening properly. We need 
work on that. So I really haven't had any experience with problematics. Oh, that's good. That's good. Art, what do you recommend? How do you deal with a problem actor? Art? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard, but I think at the end of the day, we are all people, right? Uh, problem actor is, again, a people thing, right? I, I'm sure there have been people who might have considered me a problem actor, and it's, it's just not so many things, right? I don't know. What, what's, your, what's your thought? I, didn't, I mean, I think we were in the development. Right, so you're very good to work with. Right, so my point is, like, you know, you can't always blame the actors. There's many things that go in that process that make it. Like, what's the deal with When two people connect and they're passionate about the project, most people, like anything in life, uh, will do their best to make it happen. If you're, you know, you, you don't you don't understand the project, you're not really into it, you, uh, you don't like the people you're working with, that's where the problems come. And some yes. people are just problem people, right? <laughs> that's the that connection process, I guess. That's a good idea for a movie, problem people. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I was just thinking oh, that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> people, right? I was just thinking that. Wow. Some filmmaker deliberately goes down to find the most difficult people to work with and make the movie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Let me know when you're filming that, uh, Suija, and I I will personally fly up there to see this process go. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yes. No, I think I think I think art is a great talent. I think if he keeps at it in ten years, he'll be like uh, Tom Cruise, that that level, that level of movie star. Wow. <laughs> well, well, that's a great compliment. I have, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Name. Uh, maybe two or three of your uh, favorite independent film, and 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 I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna first name my favorite, and I'm kind of like basing my certified crazy movie off of uh, uh, what this movie was actually about, and that movie was Friday. I love the movie Friday. And it didn't do well at the theaters, but uh, it did good when it made it to to video. That's when uh, Blockbuster was around, <laughs> and, and, and it was such a hot movie through Blockbuster. That's where that movie made majority of its money. But what are, are some of your favorite uh, independent? Uh, well, I have favorite movies, TV shows, and foreign movies. Uh, I like the foreign movie Amelie a lot. You guys recall that from like 2001? The French movie about a waitress. That was pretty popular. I didn't ever uh, did get a chance to see it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Very, very upbeat movie with unusual characters. And uh, I also like Mystery Train by Jim Jarmusch. I think it's so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was Joseph Elvis in it. I don't know if anyone here has seen it. But, uh, Mystery Train. We certainly talk about it in, uh, in the werewolf movie. And uh, Seinfeld I like a lot. And I like uh, a TV show called Northern Exposure that ran in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I remember that one. Northern Exposure. Yeah, so those are, those are some of the things I look look at for entertainment and also for inspiration when I sit down to write something. Usually comedy, upbeat, uh, unusual characters. I, I I love uh, independent films myself, but uh, you know, so 
but I'm more of a classic, you know, black and white kind of, <laughs> kind of, uh, I love black and white films, you know. Like Casablanca? Uh, yeah. y- yes. <laughs> I think you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 what are your favorite movies? I mean, absolutely, I, I absolutely love Casablanca. I think it's the best movie ever in terms of writing, acting, performance, beauty, everything, anytime. Vertigo is one of my favorites. So, yeah, I tend to uh, like more older films, Chinatown. Uh, I, I've watched a lot of movies, but it's very hard for me to give favorites in the movie right now. But, yeah, I, I think the, most of these movies, Vertigo, Psycho, Chinatown, um, and Casablanca, my all-time favorite of mine. And and, and big trouble. What do you think about? Oh, I'm oh, sorry, Stacy. No, no, go ahead. No, no go ahead. No, you got it. <laughs> the host must speak. Oh well, <laughs> you're a such a gentleman. Uh, charming. Uh, I would say I was going to say that I also loved uh, martial arts films. Uh, my favorite one would would have been I would have said uh, Big Trouble in Little China because I thought that was so unique. Um, I was That's a big a Kurt Russell fan at that point. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember Little the Enter the Dragon or Little Dragon? The the oh wait, I forget the title. Not the Bruce Lee movie, but there was a eighties movie martial arts movie that I really liked. Yeah, that movie. was. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It was, black, it was a black film. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the coolest film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was Enter the Dragon. What you say? Uh, no, it was uh, the last no, dragon. Was, the was, last dragon, because it was a song last about last dragon. The last dragon. Yeah, last dragon. Uh huh. Yeah. With show exactly. up in it. Yeah, <laughs> show up, right? So funny. That's right. That's right. It was funny. Yeah. Let's 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 What do you think about my prediction of you being the next top cruise? I also, I mean, you know, I would be very happy to, I guess. Uh, I think that uh, <laughs> high possibility or, uh, you know, that uh, thinking, uh, that, that's what I would say. But I, I would, again, uh, this is such a joy to work, uh, you know, to make a film that's been screening, you can say, so many places at this point, from New York to Chicago, everywhere. And, you know, that I, I also realized that being Tom Cruise is fun and making money is fun, but at the end of the day, we want to make films and, uh, you know, tell stories and have people see it, enjoy it. And I'm 100% sure that's what I would be definitely doing in, uh, you know, five years, ten years down the line. And I'm also sure that yeah, you'll be doing that, and, uh, doing it together, making uh, film, TV shows, hopefully making a lot more money. But yeah, I definitely see that. I think that's a great prediction. Um, I just, I just love the way the film was shot. And the end. Right. Uh, I love how you were. Al Sajira. Al Sajira. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was shooting it, it was shot in the bizarre way. I was like, I'm not going to move the camera. People are like, uh, are you sure? Are you sure? It's going to turn out well. I'm like, yeah, trust me. <laughs> it's just a real lot of people. I mean, uh, I took a lot of ideas from some films that are not well known, independent underground art house movies so a lot of the cast and crew didn't know what I was doing and uh, they were like I know about this but everyone was game they just they played along and once they saw the footage they were happy with it wow um it, the the end result if they were to, you know if they're finally seeing the end result it was uh impeccable it was just amazingly shot and I love how the interaction was just 
um, there was a lot of chemistry within the interactions with a lot of the actors, including, uh, you know, I must say, Arch as well, you know, being the lead. Um, you know, I love how you really connected with the character. How you, you I never. Did, did went, you like the Did you like the police woman who kept falling in about the lava? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that uh, that that particular uh, that part, but I saw the part where, uh, you know, he's there. He's sitting at the table. Um, and I think he's uh, yeah. speaking with someone at the table, and she's talking to him. It's a um, a female, a a female actress. Yeah, she's that's that's the police woman. Yeah, Rachel Dixon. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that, and, and then I love the fact where he just loosely dances. You're a great dancer, Mr. Art. I have to get I have to get that to you. <laughs> you know how to move. You know how to move as a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are all improvised moves that we you know, came up with there. But I have to say, the, the, the music that the Diva Peg works really, really well. Um, I'm pretty sure that in a couple of years, uh, you know, uh, as the movie becomes more popular, this is going to be the go-to werewolf dance at uh, parties, events, and uh, all over the world. Because my daughter already loves it. She knows the movie. She loves it. And, and yeah, I, I, it, it looks fantastic uh, on screen. That's how we'll make money. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll sell werewolf dance videos. Rent rent our dance to werewolf dance parties. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that will be a big hit during ha- the Halloween the season. <laughs> That's right. Funded by werewolf dance parties. <laughs> Halloween, yeah. <It's> Halloween. <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, getting back to the actors' uh, point, you were saying. I mean, uh, it was um, uh, something I do want to say. I think um, uh, one. One thing that really helps is, uh, of course, as actors, when you have the connection and everything, is that if you have a lot of rehearsal time or you know the actors and stuff, which is not the case here. So I think in this case, I think it's the selection of the actors. And you have the actors who are professional and you have the actors that are right for the part. And when you have those two things, it's much more easier to connect. And I think that's what you see there because the actors were trained actors are good actors and um, they're right for the part. So when you're doing those scenes, it's, you know, we're not really acting. We're just in the moment, in those, uh, in those characters. And for me, it was easier because I had lived there for many years in the process of creating this character. But with others who had came in later uh, were also really right for the part. So the interactions were much natural. And, you know, then you see the chemistry and it works out and it looks what you see on the screen. I love it. I love it. Um, and, and that's that makes uh, that's very. You've given a lot of intricate details, you know, about uh, the camaraderie within the cast. Uh, uh, when there's camaraderie, there's you're gonna. It's gonna reflect in the, in the film as far as uh, you know, conversational uh, moments and uh, you know the movement in the film with the other uh, cast, and it just reflects like you know, it's like you're watching it but you're there um within the within yeah, it feels, feels real the connections feel real uh, one thing i wanted to say about uh, for filmmakers is uh try to do as many projects as possible on a super low budget and then you'll be able to fine tune what it is uh, that you can bring to, to an audience uh, that other people cannot do well as well as you so you can create a unique voice for yourself by uh, trying things out making a lot of projects on a low budget and then you can uh, start raising the budget uh, so by making this movie I figured out 
I wasn't even really into black and white uh, cinematography that much prior to finishing this movie. Now I want to make several movies in black and white because uh, I learned that uh, black and white can work really well to create a certain mood. I think it'll work really well for uh, romantic comedy, which I'm doing next, and obviously works well for a detective story. So yeah, that I wouldn't have figured out had I not made this movie. I'm, I'm just super excited. I can't wait to see the film itself. Um, hopefully, it, it comes out to Florida, you know. Uh, and I can, you know, definitely say that there's. So I can, many... I can, I can send you, a, I can send you a link where you can check out the whole thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can send you a screener link. I thought I had done it earlier, but uh, maybe I didn't. Uh, there was a lot going on last couple of weeks with the trip to uh, Chicago and canceled flights and all that. So yeah, I'll, wow. after this discussion, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you a link where you can check out the movie. Well, that's oh, my early. Wow, I, I look forward to that. I, I cannot wait to see it, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I feel so excited that you're going to make this a possible a, a possible sequel as well. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, we're definitely doing it. I'm, not, well, I'm, I'm excited to know them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. We need a million dollars to make this happen. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
uh, and possibly iTunes and other, uh, but when all the film screenings are done. Wow. It seems that's where everything's going. Wow. That's nice. Uh, Art, what's your, what's your take on the film distribution? It's, um, I think it depends on the film, right? Um, you can uh, go to many, uh, many different routes, but I, I really would say that, you know, especially as part of this film, there's something about having a film play in theater, like, you know, any film, including ours. Uh, there's, you know, if, you, if you're not getting the theatrical, you're really missing out. Films are a different experience than you watch them on the big screen. So that any way you can make that happen, you absolutely should. After that, I think it's just, matter of choice, right? People have access to Netflix, Amazon, you know, Hulu, everything, besides the VOD and stuff. So you can reach out to audience all the different ways, but if you're not doing theatrical, you're really missing out. After that, go with the best deal. Whoever gives you the best deal, go with them. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Try to show you movies. Try to show you movies in theaters, because whenever you can, don't have to readings or uh, one week runs or special event screenings uh, the, the magical experience uh, absolutely yeah besides that it's getting really hard now to uh, you know even Netflix and stuff that used to be easy from experience with my friends and everything money that's being offered uh, to non-celebrities and new uh, new filmmakers is not really worth much and uh, you know, so it's, you just go with the best deal you can you've made a film you want people to see it if not you know YouTube is not a bad thing uh, so either, so yeah, or you know, Vimeo, 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 and selling DVDs and Blu-rays from your website. Yeah, yeah. So you can talk to other talk to Jiva and uh, reference website as well. There are many different ways of self self distribution as well. If you want to make money from it, otherwise you know, oh, and, uh, and, and Art has a new website. What's the URL, Art, for people who want to discover more about the art experience? Yeah. Artfreon.com. That's my name. A R T S H R I A N as in Nancy. Dot com. So Artfreon.com. You can connect with me there. Besides social media, same Artfreon on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter yeah. uh, to keep up with everything that I'm doing. Yeah, and my movie is at Sujiwa.com. S U J E W A. Com. And anyone who wants to contact me, they can go over there and email me. But uh, yeah, check out Art's new website. Looks great. Hire him for uh, uh, film projects. Pay him a lot of money so I can get him for cheap for my movies. Let the viewer refer to you. There's a fifty percent waiver right. discount if you tell them the viewer the reference. That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I can charge. Then I can charge the fifty percent to the viewer. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I really, it's just, it's just so, enjoy, I, I just enjoy, um, you know, uh, the, the experience of seeing um, creative films happen, and, um, and it creates a mood, um, and the director has the influence well, over that. Oh, I should say that this success, which Werewolf can be classified as a success, uh, cinema, I mean, uh, the... Uh, Chicago Tribune gave, uh, gave it a great review, one of their top critics, and now it's uh, on Rotten Tomatoes with some fresh ratings. But this success comes after like almost 30 years of work in sort of underground, unknown 
as an unknown filmmaker. So uh, one thing to remember for filmmakers is like, there's a, I mean, it won't take everyone 30 years to make interesting movies, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a, film is a very tough art to master, uh, whether you do it a, a, on a Hollywood scale or a experimental single person making work scale. There's a lot to figure out as to how you relate to filmmaking and uh, what kind of film you want to make and how it relates to the public. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a very tough medium to master. I just wanted to tell people who are thinking about getting into it. Well, yeah, you got to have the mindset for it and the patience, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, in- indeed. Uh... So that's such a good point. Because, you know, I mean, something that I've realized and uh, I've only been doing it three years as an, even as an actor, writer, uh, you only want to do it if you really, really want it. Like, people ask me, you know, I want to be an actor, I want to be a writer or filmmaker. Do it only if this is what you want in your life. Otherwise, you know, you're just wasting your time and, you know, other people that you're going to be working with. You can do it as part-time hobby, you know, whatever. It's not going to be a full real profession and stuff. But if you're serious, you need to be 100% committed and know that how, how much you want it. And it takes time. Nobody gets lucky overnight. That is so true. Like even people you think became overnight stars, they've been doing it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So, absolutely yeah. correct. Very important for anybody who wants to get into business. Yeah, and if you uh, get lucky at first, in the early days, to re- to maintain that luck, it's going to take you the exact, the same, exactly the same amount of work that someone who has to put in 10 years to for the breakthrough, you know, because it's... Uh, like a lot of people are making movies, there's a lot of film critics, there's a lot of audience demand. Uh, to come out with something interesting that connects with people is super tough. But but people should, if, if that's what they love doing, they should totally go after it as art, as uh, creative work, and then uh, see how it translates into the commercial sector. And that's the most satisfying thing when it happens, right? Like our film, uh, the reviews, uh, Chicago Tribune to Film Threat and screenings and you know even when one person tells you how much they enjoyed it it's the best experience and it's worth all the effort you put in oh yeah if I have one person in the audience who really loves it I'm happy for that day um, yeah and that's happened almost at, almost at every screening someone really gets it they get all the references they're really moved by how the film is put together so uh, that makes me happy Wow, um, it's, it's because you you um, you have that passion. When you have that passion to make something that um, something that is unique within oneself to, to bring and make it a reality, um, and someone gets it, you know that one person and they really get it. And it's like you, it's more than just a fan. I hate to use the word fan, but a person that really connects with your work. Um, with the amount of time it took because it, it takes a lot of diligence I believe you know to create something um, you know that and it's, it takes a lot of uh, intricate thought too I would say it's, a, it's a, a, a process of putting everything together in detail um, yeah it's a lot of work and uh, the work evolves as to work with actors and uh, you know you have certain ideas that once you are on the set things change a lot of the best things in this movie uh, like the werewolf wearing his suit all the time. We came up with that during the shooting. Some of the scenes, some of the funny sex scenes we did. We came up with how to stage them during uh, 
during the sh- during shooting. A lot changed. A lot of stuff was improvised, but you know, improvised from chosen from uh, five or ten different options that I that I had already thought of. So that's the best way to do it. Prep, have a bunch of options, then figure out what can be done uh, on set. Um, what was it like trying to find, you know, locating the locations where you wanted to shoot um, this particular film? Um, we, we kept it pretty small. Uh, our, we used Art's apartment. We used act, uh, another actor's apartment. We used my apartment. And uh, that's all the interiors, I think. We used a couple of apartments as two or three different locations. And uh, the rest was just walking around. Uh, we shot a lot of stuff outdoors in my neighborhood and also in Manhattan. My, I live in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And New York is a really good-looking city, visually on camera. So I always try to get a lot of great shots of New York and, uh, that has stood out to reviewers. It's a good way to connect with people to show off this amazing city that we live in. Now, as an indie um, actor, uh, I'm sorry, indie actor, <laughs> but an indie filmmaker, um, do you feel that uh, if you're using a moderate budget, does it does it have to go through sat after, or is it something that you no. can go around? No, you. It's not necessary. If you want to use SAG actors, you obviously have to work with them. But if you live in a major city, uh, you should be able to find non-SAG actors who are good. Uh, uh, even yeah. So it depends on the project. Absolutely. Um, because uh, I, I noticed that, uh, that, I mean, there's a process where, at least in Florida, if you have to, if you're wanting to film uh, in Florida, and you want to use Sag actors, then they, they ask you, you have to go through Sag, uh, Sag Actra um, to get it approved by Sag before you can shoot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. is that... Yeah, the- not the place in New York. If it's a non-Sag project, you can shoot it, you know, no approval necessary from any union. But if, it's a, if you want to use SAG actors, yes, you have to get their approval. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it makes, a, it makes a, a, you know, a, a world of difference, I guess, between the, you know, where, where you're going to shoot the location and, you know, kind of plan out how you're going to conduct the film in, in a due process. Um, yeah, well, I mean, SAG came into being to help actors deal with Hollywood, which is a good idea because uh, we're talking with we're talking about multi-million dollar companies with lawyers and, you know, it's difficult for an individual actor to oppose them if they're doing something weird that, that's not acceptable. It's not like, you know, a, a solo independent filmmaker and an actor getting together to make something. So, yeah, SAG is a good idea if you are creating anything with a high budget, and especially if it's uh, somewhat of a Hollywood project. And even a lot of indie stuff uses SAG actors. Talking to one actress today, he was working on a local project, and he's a member of SAG, and he says it's not that difficult to use that actress. Now, after after you have the run through the theaters around the country, uh, I know we were talking earlier about um, you wanting to get it into uh, Amazon and possibly Netflix. Do you, do you, or do you consider some of the smaller networks? Like, I'll look into it. I mean, uh, there's, uh, yeah, there's cable and other options that are always 
coming into being and then not becoming available. So yeah, I'll probably work with try to look at some aggregator companies that already have deals with various table uh, outlets. Because I, I was thinking, I was, that's what I was thinking once, you know, uh, all of my, my, uh, my damn projects that I have planned for future, uh, which way do I want to go with those, you know, I mean, I would like to use a lot of well-known uh, comedians to be a part of it because I want the whole cast to be upcoming and some well known comedians to really, you know, get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, whatever route you take, make sure you retain some ownership of the project and uh, whoever you sell to, if they sell to another company, I mean, if the company shuts down, make sure you get the rights back. Because I've had, I've heard of situations where filmmakers would sell to a company, then that, that company would close, sell to another company, then they wouldn't get the rights back to them for like 10 years. And in the meantime, the company who bought it second or third hand is not really interested in pushing it, so it just kind of disappears. Oh yeah, well, I'm sure this 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 story, Certified Crazy, is gonna gonna really pop. No one has really did a movie about the post office being oh, great. crazy yeah, as they both and it's and it's my story. It's my story. My 16 years. Of working as a postal worker and all of the crazy things I've seen and heard and witnessed. Well, it's a spinoff from. It's a spin. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I said that sounds really interesting. I mean, the post office is a crazy world. All kind of people come in there. That sounds. Uh, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got a promo. We got a promo video out there. The guy who did the. Uh, the uh, document, the short film documentary of the day I almost went postal, uh, the the audio uh, version of my story, uh, a young lady who's also an actress, uh, I'll have did the uh, the uh, audio piece. We did that first, and uh, just did the audio, and then uh, months later, we worked. I can say we worked six months on the short film version it's only 18 minutes long and, and that and that's another thing i learned like i said i learned so much about filmmaking how many hours and days and weeks and months go into you know a scene or two before at one point art could tell you that we were doing the werewolf makeup it took us eight hours and uh we're like yeah that's not gonna work out my story got the attention of uh, PBS they did a, an interview um, with, this is before we even got to the uh, the uh, short film version of it and they had heard the audio version of it and wanted to hear me interview me because the workplace violence was just so um, out there in the 80s, 90s, and you know, especially when the early 2000s, so many, you know, classroom shootings. And, I mean, it, it, it's just uh, a topic that, you know, people take notice to. And uh, going postal, the phrase going postal, and I, I ended up buying the domain to 
the day I almost went close to one out who no wanted to uh, come up with a good title for it. Oh yeah, I, I actually for certified crazy I've already been pre-promoting it. I have a t-shirts and buttons that say I'm certified crazy now get back. So that'll be, you know, the, the line in the movie that people will remember because I'm gonna make sure, <laughs> you know, that's that's one of the signs, you know, a lines in the movie that's gonna stand out because of the type of certified crazy. But uh, and it's you know raising awareness about mental illness and and how to approach people well or showing when the breakdown, you know. Yeah, when the movie comes out, let us know. Uh, well, I, who knows? I may end up working with you on it. <laughs> who knows? I'm just in the I'm just in the draft writing phase of it. You know, with me and my 16 years experience. Uh, yeah. And it, it came about because a supervisor stuck me in the eye. Uh, with an ink pen at the post office. Wow, that's terrible. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's the basis of, uh, of of my documentary that they almost went postal. So whenever you get a chance to check it out, and I, I really do want to, uh, if I don't get a chance to work with the filmmaker who helped me put the uh, the promo to the movie together, because that's what we were trying to raise some money through uh, Indiegogo, and, and I just gave up on it and just stayed. Uh, focus on my my uh, my my other baby that I'm trying to birth with this, which is my uh, Guinness World Record attempt, my comedy festival. And from that event, I you know I will raise millions from that, and then I can take some of the money from that and invest that into doing the uh, the movie. So I have a strategic plan to get it, to get it done. And then, and whoever is available to you know to, to do the filming once uh, get all of the writing and the rewriting and all that stuff out the way, then I'll be ready to go. I give myself another five years uh, to get to it. That's, that's a good point. Lots yeah. of people out there that you can collaborate with. Oh, yes. I, I hear collaboration now. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. Hey, I'm glad to know these guys. You, you just never know. You know, three, four, five years down the line, we may be, you know, I'm, I'm planning on pulling off this event for next year. So uh, from that, with the comedians that'll be a part of the comedy festival, they'll automatically get a part or in the movie or either the stage play. Because I already wrote the stage play too that they almost went postal. Uh, been working on the rewrites for that for a while. And then, uh, like I said, it's going to be one that'll be a spinoff from the other. So when they hear about that, they almost went postal as a as a as a documentary. And then I, at some point, I want to write the book. That they almost went postal, so it'll basically be about everything I went through and, and all my ups and downs to just tell my story through all these different platforms. I like what you Good said idea. because, uh, um, as uh, Mr. Paul Curiosity, he was uh, I, I just interviewed him, I believe, you know, maybe a couple. Yeah, he's ago. one of the producers of uh, Oh, wow, really? Oh, wow, yeah, he helped me make it. Yeah, he, uh, we stayed in touch all the time. One of those social producers. Oh, amazing! Wow. That that is, uh, uh, you know, that's a little snippet that people need to listen into. <laughs> um, yeah, small, small world. Yeah, I, I, uh, you asked earlier how I get my things done. I work with a lot of filmmakers who are friends, and we, you know, share information. Some even help each other fund each other's movies. 
Absolutely. You know, he, he once said, uh, Paul Kurowski once said that, uh, you know, it's good to novelize a film, get it novelized first, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, raise awareness about, you know, your film being produced. Uh, it was one of his concepts. Absolutely. There's some that are even, you know, filming filming the movie after they film the movie. You know, it depends on the, the concept of the film. They'll even make it into a comic book series. Yeah, Werewolf 2 is about a UFO cult. Excitement happening, uh, everyone that's listening in to Radio NTV Entertainment AMFM uh, for uh, Werewolf Ninja Philosopher. And you guys got to catch it because this is it. Uh, thank you so much for coming to our podcast show, Suja and Art. And thank you, Mrs. Uh, Whitley, as absolutely as Woody. Um, and uh, we're going to have to keep posted and of, of everything you're doing. And uh, thank you. Yes, and uh, let people know um, we got to get you back in, in, in you know, on, on another podcast to keep everyone posted. Yeah, when, uh, 
when the next screenings are set, I'll contact you and maybe we can do another one. Let's do it. <laughs> um, it, it has been amazing to have uh, two amazing, um, um, you know, film uh, producer, uh, indie film producer, and an, and an amazing actor that, that's making a lot of moves and making a lot of great yeah, films. Yeah, art is also a producer. He could, he could do an entire show on art. He's got, uh, he went from uh, IT work to filmmaking work. Go home, sweet home, cause things are so tense Seems the simple things mean nothing these days House is only home when the family's together and strong Used to feel me. Uh-huh. I used to feel you. 
radio and TV, entertainment, AM, FM, podcast show, with Yolanda Nolly. Are you a talent trying to make it in the world of entertainment? The way to do that is through social media. But how? With the ebook, How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, from author Yolanda Nolly. This incredible book will teach you how to brand yourself and how to earn profits using social media and other entertainment media platforms. The entertainment agencies will be offering you high-paying jobs. How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide. Order your copy today on Amazon and everywhere else. you this far 